L. Dude, I really want to go do something with this axe. I just got it, and I, I feel like I could chop something down. Dude, my backyard. We got all kinds of stuff that needs to chop down. Just chop. All uh, kinds of things. I need to get a new toy. I want to play with it. Oh, check this out, dude. Hold on. Well, yeah, I'm about to get, um, you know, our, our other two models of the AP-5 came out. What other two? Uh, the smaller ones. So I've got the five and three quarter ones. It's actually at our friend Royal Ranges. Ah. It's at Royal Range right now waiting for me to come pick it up. But I got a couple other guns I'm waiting on, so I want to pick them up all together. But I got the Gearhead Works. Gearhead Works. Yeah. Um, folding stock for the MP5 for the like it's the size of the SP5 from HUK. Um, so I got the side the side folder that Gearhead makes, um, which is uh, just like uh, it's basically a copy of the one that HK puts on their gun. Yeah, and then I've already got the compact. So they make the fits right on the end. They make the adapter there too. Yep, they tail make the whole does. hinge piece and everything. It's all metal construction. Yeah, the tube. So this is all. It's metal to here. And then this is polymer back here. Uh, and then, of course, the tail hook's made out of metal. Yeah. But the HK one's the same thing. The HK one's polymer through here, too. Gotcha. But the hinge assembly's all metal. So I think that's going to look freaking sweet on that. Uh, the AP? The AP-5. The AP-5P. Uh, P for pistol. Yeah, C. AP-5P. I guess. I don't know. Really, hell, I don't even pistol. know what the P stands for. Because the next one, that the one size smaller is an M. What the hell does that stand for? Mini. Mini pistol. Mini. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. AP5, AP5 pistol, AP5 mini. Yeah, that makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. That's usually how they go. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks for the heads up, my It's like the Uzis, you know. Yeah. The mini Uzi. Cool. All right, when are we going to get this thing started? Let's we're do started, man. We're already, we're, we're started. We're rolling. Uh, we are here. Just... We are back with another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. Ladies and germs. For Andrew and Marty, shit to shit. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I just wanted to have a nice, natural show. I didn't want to, okay. didn't really want to have anything prepared. Although we are going to be talking um, hunting blinds to the extent See? of our knowledge. <laughs> yes, because I can, I, I will speak upon redneck hunting blinds for as long as it takes. There you go. And and the reason that I wanted to do this was to get you motivated so I can get your ass up here and we can get um, either one or two blinds done before hunting season opens. Oh, I, I want to really badly. We've and got... If I, had been, I haven't been home in the last three weekends. Well, we've all been busy, you know. Yeah. We've all been a little but busy, but it's been too hot, we'll too. It's been too hot. Oh, it's hot as shit. Way too hot to to get out there and, and do shit. But I think we could we could build a lot of it here. We do like in the garage or whatever. Get the base uh, started and then yeah. you know carry it out there and then finish the rest. But we've got yeah. the materials thanks to uh, our good buddy and listener to the show Jerry Black. Uh, he dropped off some mm-hmm. some wood materials for us. We got some pallets. We got some uh, what size were those boards? Oh, those OS, that OSB. Yeah. I don't know, full sheets of OSB. I don't know what that size is. I don't know if I remember off the top of my head, but full yeah. sheets. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about us building one. I made a post on social medias asking you guys what your ideal blind would be. So we'll we'll go there and we're gonna read some of those. 
uh, as we get into the show here. Uh, but first, we got to thank our sponsors, Drew, all the people that make this show possible. Uh, you know, we were talking about NRA earlier, and uh, we are going to be at NRA in Houston at the Caltech booth. Caltech is the official lead quarters this year at the uh, 2021 National Rifle Association annual, what do they call it, meetings and conventions, something like that? Maybe they call it the annual meeting. Yeah, N-R-A-A-M, something like that. Uh, but we will be at Caltech's booth, and it's going to be a good time. We've got a lot of uh, cool things planned while we're there. And we're going to have a lot of cool interviews, and if you lead heads are going to be there, make sure you come by. I don't have a booth number yet. Uh, I need to get that, but uh, we'll be posting it up. Uh, plenty of times so if you're going to be there uh, and of course you can just walk around and you'll find us you, you'll see Caltech's booth they got a they usually have a nice big booth there and I think they got yeah, a, they usually have one of those flyers that hangs from the yeah, ceiling too, big so you can see it thing. from a long ways away yeah typically that's yeah. what that's what they do and if I recall they usually have that I think they've got a new broadcasting like section to their booth just for me <laughs> just for you surely how crazy Man, is that? They really, they really don't know you do that. <laughs> I've, I've, <laughs> I've really pulled the cover over their eyes, haven't I? Oh, yeah, man. Good work, Marty. <laughs> thanks, man. Thanks. <laughs> but we're going to be having uh, some good, cool giveaways. Um, we're going to have some trays from Mission First Tactical. These awesome, they call them dump trays, and that's what they originally were designed for. Uh, and we're going to do an EDC pocket dump, too. <laughs> Uh, during this show. We haven't done one of those in years. Um, but we're going to do an EDC pocket dump, Drew, so get your your EDC stuff well, ready. You're going to laugh because I'm sitting in my office, but all my EDC is already dumped already in dumped. my talking lead tray. There you go. That's perfect. So you can put <laughs> your camera is. on it. Put your camera on it. Um, but I use these for our armors tray also. They're really yeah. good for uh, when you're out cleaning your guns or doing uh, that, that next AR or AK build or working on your pistols. Uh, putting your parts on here. Uh, they're really durable. It's made out of that uh, Boltron Kydex material. Uh, and then the the logos that are on these are uh, ink injected. So that it's not going to rub off. Those logos aren't going to rub off. Um, and that's from Mission First Tactical. These are Mission First Tactical. So we're going to be giving some of these away. Uh, I think we might have some of those tactical business card holders also. I don't have one of those handy. Uh, and t-shirts we'll have t-shirts also some custom made from our buddies over at dip one two three dipstick dizzy dipstick whistle dizzy whistle yeah <laughs> danny and the gang over at uh dip uh dip one two three dot com um those will be cool so yeah we're gonna have a good time Keltec sponsoring us there go to their website check out uh, all their cool rifles and pistols and uh, accessories that they got too. They even have flashlights over there. Uh, talking about EDC, got one of their, I think this is the 43 or something like that. Uh, I need to put some new batteries in it, but they're usually a lot brighter than that. Uh, great little pocket EDC flashlights right there from Keltec. Um, and then of course, Mission First Tactical, go to missionfirsttactical.com. Use the code LEADHEAD. And you'll get 25% off, or I'm sorry, 20% off anything at Mission First Tactical. They've got cool uh, holsters for your guns. Uh, the, for most of your uh, major models, they've got holsters there. 
for your guns in the waistband, out of the waistband. Um, very cool holsters. They've got um, magazines, AR-15 magazines. Can you see oh, yeah. this, or is it too dark? Is it the light? Uh, we, I think your leadheads are going to notice the logo. Okay, I don't know right. if my lighting is... That logo is on those magazines. There you go. There's the logo right there. Nice. Um, but you can get just the regular magazines. They've got windowed magazines. Uh, or you can go and you can tell them if you want a certain logo on there, uh, they'll put it on there. A little extra fee for that, but they can do it. Here's one of the window magazines right here, 30 round. And they've got AR-10 mags now, too. Uh, just started those this year. Uh, very good magazines there. I use those in all my rifles. Andrew's banging around back there doing something. Yeah. <laughs> looking. You looking for some swag that you've got from Mission First? No, I'm just grabbing my tray, but some of Morgan's crap was laying on it. So I got you. I got I you. Wanna, I didn't want to show off this stuff, too. <laughs> oh, and also they've got these extenders that are from Terran Tactical. Um, you can get those that fit the Mission First uh, magazine. So I got one on this one, and there's... Uh, there's one on this magazine also. They've got different colors for the extenders. Uh, Mission First there's Tactical. There's my tray. And there you go. There's there's Drew's dump tray. We're gonna we're gonna go th go through that here in just a little bit. But check them out. MissionFirstTactical.com. Use the code Leadhead, and you get twenty percent off there. And uh, I've got other sponsors. We're gonna we're gonna pitch and promote here later on in the show, but. We want to get this sh this show started, Andrew. We want to we want to take care of some jack wagons. Can't Ooh. can't do a show without taking care of some jack wagons and honoring some some heroes, Lead Head Brigade heroes. So, Gunny, bring that train in. Hey, Ralph, Simplify, Do or Die, Hold 'em High at Eighth and I. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week. So brace yourself, baby. He's bringing the train in. Yeah, I hear it. He's a woo hoo. <laughs> So the train has stationed, and jack wagons. We got jack wagons. Who's your jack wagon this week? You got one ready? Or you want me to go ahead and do mine first? Oh, I mean, I, you know me. I've always got a hundred jack wagons. So let's start off with the ACLU, and and what they've their shenanigans that they've done lately. So I don't know if this was like a tweet or a blog or or what it was. But supposedly, uh, the ACLU claims the Second Amendment is inherently racist and was created to keep Southern slaves under control. Well, that's what they're claiming. It says, on Sunday, the ACLU tweeted their take on the right to bear arms, saying, Racism is foundational to the Second Amendment and its inclusion in the Bill of Rights. The ACLU's podcast called At Liberty recently featured two guests, Carol Anderson, historian author of The Second Race and Guns in a Fatality Unequal America, a Fatally Unequal America, and Charles Howard Chandler, or Candler, who cares? He's a professor of African American Studies at Emory University. Isn't that a flight university? I thought they did... Uh, had a great yeah, aerospace. You're taking an Emory Riddle. Emory, yeah, and not Emory. Yeah, Emory okay. University is a historically black college in Georgia. Yeah. Emory Riddle is an aeronautical school in Florida. Yes, yes. There you go. Thanks for the clarification there. 
Anderson claimed both armed and unarmed African Americans are seen as a threat and anti-blackness, this is in quotes, is at the heart of the matter. She additionally stated that the Second Amendment was established as a right to bribe the South to not undermine the Constitution and the U.S. Furthermore, she alleged that Southerners were afraid enslaved Americans would take up arms and destroy the South, and therefore they needed protection for their property. The Daily Caller is what that says. Uh, David Caller needs to go back to school because apparently he doesn't know when the Bill of Rights came out. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Um, Yeah, the entire, you know, United States was was involved in slavery in 1776 when the country was founded. But the Second Amendment, I mean, he's obviously, you know, way, way off base and needs to go back to school or read read a history book. Obviously, I mean, they're just, you know, they're reaching and they're trying to, you know, rewrite history here and and what what things actually mean and why they were actually um, formed and created. Says Anderson's sentiments are parroted by the ACLU on their website. The gun violence epidemic continues to spark debate about the Second Amendment. And who has the right to bear arms? But often absent in these debates is the intrinsic anti-blackness of the unequal enforcement of gun laws and the relationship between appeals to gun rights and the justification of militia violence. So there's your problem. It's not our right. The The Second Second Amendment Amendment right is not racist. The laws are racist. Absolutely. I mean, the laws are created. I mean, you look at Chicago— you look at the handgun laws there, they're specifically created to disarm the black community. You know how I feel about this, Marty. I can Absolutely. talk for hours about this. Absolutely. The Second Amendment's for every American, black, white, male, female, minorities, however you, know, you identify, gay, straight, LBGTQ, LMNOP, whatever the hell you are. The Second Amendment's for everybody. The laws that they pass to infringe on our rights are racist. Yes. And they have been notoriously racist. For many, many years, but especially like the, the number one that comes out just right to the forefront is Illinois and Chicago's gun laws. They literally passed those laws to disarm the black population. Yeah. Um, you know, especially in the 60s with the Black Panther movement, um, you know, the Black Panther Party, they armed themselves. They armed mm-hmm. themselves to protect themselves from the police and crooked and crooked governments as they felt and saw fit. So they passed a bunch of laws basically to make sure that black people couldn't get guns. And the whole culture, they just keep repeating it and repeating and it. And people don't realize how racist the gun even laws today's, are. Even today's, yeah, gun laws that they're trying to pass and, and yeah. you know, strictly, uh, you know, they target certain minorities, you know, wealthy, unwealthy, yeah, the, the unwealthy communities. Yeah. Poor people. Completely, and that's what I'm getting at, poor people. And, and white yeah. people are poor, black people are poor, Asians are poor. Yep. You that's know, why they want to have you know, are poor. $250 license fees and jump through hoops and do all this stuff because, you know, people people that don't have a lot of money can't afford it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so, so, but, yeah, but definitely jack wagons there, Marty. ACLU, this Anderson guy, Carol or Chick, whatever she is, uh, definitely jack wagons. So welcome to the sure. uh, jack wagon train. And I was reading this from Fact Base America, daily, unbiased, and concise news. I'm not familiar with them. FBANews.org, if you want to check them out. I've been listening to Newsmax lately. I, I like Newsmax. I've been, I've been enjoying the Newsmax. Newsmax, Newsmax. yeah. yeah. You, you heard of them? 
Oh yeah, I've been around for a long time, dude. Yeah, I, I think they probably are what Fox, you know, originally started out to be, kind of. But maybe. <clears throat> Anywho, that's neither here nor there. So, what about you? You got jack wagon? Did that? Clean Man, I don't know about a jack wagon, but I'm telling you what I'm pissed about. And I mean, okay. Joe Biden is a constant jack wagon. <laughs> yeah. But this this mask bullshit. Oh my gosh. I mean, I'm so over this shit, and now it's like they're bringing it back. Yeah. They're trying to. What, what is wrong with them? It's like now all federal employees have to get vaccinated or wear masks. You got to wear masks in public places. The CDC is the jack wagon of the week because they're saying that everyone should wear masks again. Yeah. Um, it's just absolutely, you know, I'm just, I'm so, me and I would say probably 80% of America is tired of wearing freaking masks. I would say it's higher you know? than that. I would say it's a well, lot higher know, than there's that. There's a lot of bleeding heart jackhole liberals out there. So yeah, but it's, there's not that many, and even them, they don't want to wear masks. Yeah, they're tired of wearing. Masks. They're tired of wearing the mask too. <laughs> it's uh, like, dude, you know, we had the COVID, we got the vaccines, we did whatever the hell we chose as individuals to do. Stop with the mask garbage. Just stop with it. Yeah, and stop with the vaccinations too. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you want to get a vaccine, go get vaccinated. But yeah. tell people they got to get vaccinated. And don't make it mandatory. I mean, federal employees, yeah. they're making it mandatory that they have to get a. I mean, they're just opening themselves up for so much problem. Like, so like I lawsuits. told somebody, I said, I'll consider getting a vaccine when my doctor will give it to me. Yeah. But my doctor won't give it to me because it's not, it's not approved by the. Yeah. By if the, my doctor yeah. is, is going to recommend it and say it's good, not the government, not Joe Biden, you know, yeah. not. Not well, I mean, even if my doctor told me that yeah, I should get it, they won't give it to you. <laughs> because they, they don't want to? You can't get it at a doctor's office. You can't get it at the hospital. you got to go to some government-run, paid-for, off-site facility because Hell, they're it's, setting not an up, approved, it's not an approved vaccine. They're setting up uh, tents in Walmart parking lot. You can go get vaccine uh, shots. They were vaccinating people at the baseball game. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, but they, but you can't get it at your doctor's can't office. Can't get it at your doctor. You know, that, you that'll tell you something right there, right? Yeah, if you don't believe me, call your doctor and tell them you want to schedule an appointment to get the uh, COVID nineteen vaccine, and they'll give you a list of places to go get to it. Go get it, like the parking lot of a CVS pharmacy. <laughs> it's the the the, <laughs> the back alley of. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, they just know. I mean, if something goes bad and the doctor gives it to you, it's their ass. They're liable for that shit. Yeah, you know. Some guy who, who gets paid, you know, $14 an hour gives it to you in a, in a CVS parking lot. Who the hell are you going to sue? Joe Biden? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. you know, it's sketchy. Like I said, I would, I'm obviously, I've had COVID. I don't really give a shit. Um, but if I, I would consider possibly getting a vaccine, if it was approved and I could get it at my doctor's office, like a smallpox vaccine. Yeah, or like a tuberculosis vaccine that's been tested and and approved. You know who but. Phil Valentine is? Oh yeah, See? he got the COVID bad. Yeah, that's what I heard. I just heard that today. So uh, Phil Valentine, for those who don't know, he's a a conservative radio host. He's um, I guess he's syndicated nationally, but he's based out of here here in Nashville. Yeah, he's been around a long time here. Yeah, and he's been I think he's been around a long time uh, everywhere. But he apparently has the cavies uh, in critical condition he's got covid it's what they're saying um let's see what this is right here hospitalized radio host phil valentine knows he is very sick with covid19 says his brother um phil valentine 62 an outspoken vaccine skeptic and radio host 
at WTN. That's here in Nashville. Remained in critical condition Sunday after they put him on a ventilator today, I think. Uh, almost two weeks in the hospital battling COVID-19. What they're calling COVID-19. I mean, who knows what yeah. he really has. Um, let's see. Anything important here? They told him to sing. His brother Mark Valentine said he was singing in the critical care unit at the top of his lungs. He sang My Way, the song Frank Sinatra. Now the end is near and regrets I've had few. Singing, they said, may help his lungs clear. Okay, that's why they're doing that. My guess is it's probably settled in. He got pneumonia. Yeah. Yeah, they, well, they put him on a ventilator. That's usually not good when they put you on a ventilator. Yeah, well, no. Uh, but he's still, I mean, he, I think relatively he's in pretty good you know, shape for his age. Um, but anyway, I just wanted I wanted to bring that up, but... Um, We'll see how his tune changes if he gets through this and see what he has to say. It'd be interesting to, to hear what he has to yeah, say. Yeah, it will be interesting. Yeah. Um, You got any more jack wagons? I don't think I've got any leadhead uh, jack wagons submitted. Let me check, double check here and make sure. Jack wagon train. Doesn't appear to be any new jack wagons. So let's go to heroes. And my hero this week is Leadhead Corey. Corey Brown. Corey sent me an email, and it's a picture of him wearing his classic talking, talking lead t-shirt shirt like I've got on right now. And he's nice. at the He's at the Smash Up, uh, Crash Up Car Derby, um, wearing his uh, Leadhead Brigade. Looks like he might be drinking him a, a cold one too. Oh, nice! Um, and he sent me a little video also of the of the Derby. Let me see if I can find that. And I got to share my screen here, Andrew. All right, All right buddy. I'm gonna take gonna take your beautiful mustache off. And it's a good-looking mustache. I'm not going to lie about it. Holy shit, that was loud. You can't hear it, but can you see him? Oh, it's a dirt truck. I like it. Oh, yeah. So this is what our some of our lead heads do in their spare time. I like to see this. I've actually never been to one of those. I want to go to one. looks like it might be later on in the derby they're all they're all banged up pretty bad there and i you know i have not been to a demolition derby in a long time there's Corey in his shirt right there so Corey, you are my hero buddy thank you for (laughs) repping the leadhead brigade while you're out and about and uh living the american life that's freedom right there baby you don't get to watch derbies in china you don't get to watch the derbies in Korea. I don't know. They might have them in Korea. I, I doubt Korea. it. I doubt it. They don't have them in North Korea. They don't have them in Canada, probably. <laughs> you probably. Man, it's funny, like the things they don't have in Canada. My Canadian listeners, I'm just just kidding, but you probably now. Don't. My brother's my brother's coming to visit from Canada. All his Canadian kids, and. uh they want to go to like Krispy Kreme donuts because they don't have Krispy Kreme donuts. 
You know, like you know what biscuit you know biscuits in the can that you like pop open. Yeah, you know, and yeah, throw yeah. like Pillsbury Doughboy biscuits. Yeah, they make that pile of opening them because they yeah. just like pop, pop. Yeah. They don't have those in Canada. Why? I don't know. They don't have and canned the most, biscuits. The most fucked up thing though, like the the <laughs> absolute most fucked up thing in Canada, Marty. Mountain Dew has no caffeine in it. What? <laughs> no shit. I swear to God. What's I the was point? up there one time crushing dudes, and I'm like. Man, I'm still just dragging ass. I've had like three Mountain Dews. My brother's like, it's because they don't have caffeine in them in Canada. <laughs> like, what the hell? What's the point? Why even have it? No shit, right? Oh my God. Is that like all their sodas or just Mountain um, Dew? Apparently they have some law where like fruit flavored or colored sodas cannot have caffeine in them. Only like colas. I don't get it. Me neither. I don't, that, again, you know, the government stepping in where they don't need to step in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, they keep their, their hands out of it. I was listening to uh, something today. Um, oh, uh, did you hear what happened downtown Nashville? I don't know if it was last night or night before. Somebody party in Somebody finally fell off one of those party buses. Oh, no. Which one? I don't know which one. I hope I, it wasn't one of my homeboys. I don't know. You might want to check with them. I'll have to text him later. Uh, th- dude got pretty messed up. Uh, and then the, the uh, vehicle, whatever it was, ran over him also. So he fell oh, off shit. it. And it ran over him. Oh, I bet it was one of those monster truck ones that they have. I don't Because those things barely have any kind of rail on them. I don't know. but the, it's, really, it's like a bleacher like screwed to the side of the truck bed they sit in. Yeah, but the stupid radio, and this is a conservative radio show too, Stupid radio host. She was like, you know, I'm not, I'm not big on government intervention on every, on anything, but sometimes it's good for the government to, to step in and. That's like, not no. the Nashville way, Marty. That's that, not the Nashville way. Well, that's it's not the American way, you know. <laughs> we 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 believe in people taking their licks, and if they want to do stupid shit, we let them. We don't right. give a shit. <laughs> we let them fall off highway bridges on a scooter. We let them pull a, a stock tank full of water with chicks and bikinis <laughs> behind a tractor downtown. We don't care. You can drink a cold beer while you're driving around. Nobody gives a shit here. Yeah. You would think that these people would, you know, regulate themselves and put safety measures in place themselves just to avoid things yeah. like that in lawsuits. Cause you know, there's going to be a lawsuit from it. Um, yeah. That dude's, that dude's, that truck that that guy's driving those kids around is probably like registered in the Solomon islands <laughs> <laughs> under some LLC. <laughs> Good luck suing him. There's no telling. There's no telling. <laughs> but no, I heard that, and when she said that, yeah. I just wanted to go smack her. I was like, no. Like, no. Yeah. It's never a good time for the government to step in and uh, impose their their powers at be. Tell them we can't have a party bus. They can kiss my ass. Or, or regulate them. You know, start yeah. regulating them. Um, yeah. It's not the Nashville way. So there's another jack wagon right there. Um, yeah, that lady, that Jack cons- Wagon. conservative talk show host. Uh, she was on WTN too. Maybe she was filling in for Phil Valentine. We'll have to if Phil makes it through. We'll have to complain to him about her. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. Um, um, what about you? Got any heroes? Oh man, you know, I, I didn't really think about it before I was working, so I didn't really have much time to do show prep. You don't work. What are you talking about? Well, some days I wish I didn't, buddy. But yeah. And what about that gymnast, that uh, the U.S. gymnast? Is it the gymnast? What does she do? One of them quit. Simone Biles. Whoever she is, what does she, what does she do? 
She's a gymnast. She's like the best gymnastics person ever in history. And she quit because it's just too stressful. What was it? I don't know. She had some kind of mental health breakdown. I don't really know much about it, so I ain't gonna comment. I just heard she had some sort of anxiety attack or mental breakdown or something and dropped out. Yeah, I don't know much about it. All I know is I know who she is, and she's like the best gymnast that's ever been. That's ever been. <laughs> no, literally, like she's like greatest of all time. Like you know, oh. they say. So she's the Mike Tyson of gymnasts. Yeah, she's like the Tom Brady of gymnastics. The Tom Brady. Yeah, like them or like them or hate them, they're still the best. <laughs> Numbers don't lie. Has she done it that long, or is she brand new? Yeah, she's done it for a while, and she's like, I, I, she has like um, different like flips and shit that nobody else can do that they actually call the Simone Biles. Like, she's invented new gymnastics moves. Yeah, she supposedly. I mean, she's like you know, like they said, the greatest, greatest of all time so far. Okay. But yeah. As far as why she dropped out, I don't really keep she up with couldn't that. Couldn't handle shit, so. the pressure. Couldn't handle yeah. the pressure. Well, I mean, she's been in the Olympics several times. Yeah. So I don't even know if it's the pressure of the Olympics or something else. I don't really know what's up. Well, let's just do that. What's her name? Simone. Simone Biles. I wonder how you spell that. I don't know. S i m o n e maybe. Might be s y. I don't know. News. Simone. Biles. Olympic sponsors praise Simone Biles after withdrawal. I believe before she tweeted, "What? Thank you for showing the depth." Okay. Earlier this week, is announced that Biles decided to no longer compete in the Olympic Games as a member of the U.S. Women's Gymnastics Team due to having struggles with her mental illness. Okay, well, I get that. So what? So what it says here, and this is off of. Told uh... NBC that her struggles were more mental and were just dealing with a couple of things internally. Whenever you get in high stress situation, you kind of freak out. I have to focus so, on my mental health and not jeopardize my health and well being. It just sucks when you're fighting with your own head. Gotcha. So apparently they call it the twisties, and it's something that happens in gymnasts. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading an article right now, frightening predicament. They say it's similar to something they also nicknamed the yips. The golfers um, get. Yeah, yeah, uh, but it's basically she's um, there when they spin through the air. Uh-huh. She can't re- she can't regain her balance after she was spinning through the air, and I think it must have put her into uh, some sort of anxiety attack or something. I got you, I got you. But I mean, like I said, yeah. Well, I mean, man? that's a smart I mean, I decision. People, that yeah. is a smart decision. Yeah. You know what? She's she's already got gold medals, and now she's letting she's letting some of the other ladies on our uh, women's Olympic gymnastic theme shine. Very good. Fill in the gaps. You and I have never been to that level of stress where you've got that kind of weight on your so- shoulders, you know, especially with the Olympics. Yeah, I know. Right? You know, I have... I'd just punch somebody if I got that stressed out. <laughs> That's probably why she quit. She's probably ready to punch somebody. So. Uh, She's probably ready to punch one of them Russian illegal gymnasts that ain't supposed to be there. <laughs> right? That's a man? <laughs> it's actually a man? Oh, uh, who knows? No, you know the Russians got banned from the Olympics for cheating. Oh, I didn't know that. So all the Russian athletes started the ROC and are all competing anyway. And you know they're still funded by the freaking Russians. And they're still all cheating. Oh. But the Olympics let them do it anyway. They just went under a different country. There, there's a jack wagon for you, the Tokyo Olympic Committee. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all the jackassery that's been going on there. Yeah. yeah. yeah that whole place is full of jack wagons. Well, See the guy that like walked out onto the course while the guy was riding his bike. No, one of the one of the like officials was just like aimlessly wandering around and walks right across the bicycle course 
during like the BMX freestyle event. Yeah. And dude just hits him with his bike, flies off his bike, busts his knee up. What was he carrying the lunch for the judges across? I, I think, I think the video it looks like he just doesn't know where he is. He looks like he's lost. Was it Uber Eats delivering? Yeah, I it might have been. I don't know. It's like literally. So no, who's he got the pizza? Olympic. Who's got the pizza? No, he was an Olympic official in charge at the event. No. Oh. Like part of the event. He was one of the officials. Maybe he should. And he just too. was. This is too much for him, too. I don't know, man. But Japanese people are weird. Anyway, he had too much Simone, sake or something. Simone Biles um, hopes she gets better and uh, makes a comeback. Yep. So that's it. Uh, I don't have any more heroes uh, at the moment. I did. I did have another jack wagon, but uh, I lost. Well, you know what? Let's t- let's talk about uh, Olympic heroes. That's not a bad one. We have we won some Olympic gold in shooting. Well, okay, so you're you're up on. I haven't watched any of the Olympics at all. I just don't care. I just watched about, the shooting events, and then I saw that news story because the video was so funny of the guy getting hit with the bike. I don't like I don't like the uh, Summer Olympics. I like Winter Olympics. I get into those, but I don't really care much about the summer stuff. We've actually met this dude that won, Marty. Okay, who is he? Oh, I can't remember his name. It. Hold on. It's a trap. It's a trap shooting. I cannot remember. His name is like totally skipping out. Uh, and Marina, no, let's show the Americans, please. Called track shooting? Vincent Hancock. Trap. T-R-A-P. Oh, trap. Yeah. Let's see Vincent here. Hancock. Army first lieutenant sets Olympic record to win gold in skeet shooting competition. This is um, U.S. Olympian and Army First Lieutenant Amber English took home the gold and set a new record oh, in, the, in the women's yeah in the women's skeet shooting competition. English, who is in the Army uh, marksmanship unit, hit 56 of her 60 shots, including 28 of her final 30 targets on Monday. United States Vincent Hancock also earned gold in the men's skeet final. Skeet, sorry, I was saying trap. It was skeet. skeet. Sorry about that. But we also won uh, gold in the ten million, the ten meter air rifle. Um, finally broke the Chinese winning streak, and so we we won. Uh, young guy too. Look, can't remember his name, but he was pretty young, like maybe nineteen. Was it twenty two points, sir? They should have trick shooting as an Olympic sport. That would be awesome. Yeah. That'd be fun. That would be cool. Like they had on um, Top, Top Shot, Shot where they, yeah. they had the big bar set up with all the different targets, and you pick the your target and the distance and how you shoot it yeah. and call your shot. <laughs> yeah. That would be cool. God, I love that show, man. I wish they'd, re- they'd bring that freaking show back. I know. That we show should, was so good. We should bring Top Shot back. We should do it. We should do it. I'm down. I would like that. Well, to find a network I was trying to, you know, back when we were doing the American Hunting Challenge. Uh, oh, yeah. That was kind of like a top shot, but that never took off. Oh, well. Yeah, it happens. Uh, but, yeah, uh, to our, our Olympians, all the Olympians, they're, they're heroes. Uh, they all get a ride on Lead Force One. Uh, support your local. Especially them gold medal shooting event guys and gals. Yes, because that's the 2A in action right there, baby. Keeping the shooting sports at the forefront. Rob would tell you that failing to prepare is preparing to fail. He's not a prepper. 
but survival skills, personal preparedness, and self-sufficiency are important skill sets in his book. His firearm of choice, the Keltec RDB Survival, says a lot about him. This great compact bullpup rifle fits in a pack and tight spaces when he feels like bugging out. Unlike ordinary bullpups, the RDBS rifle redefines the concept of platform, offering a traditional rifle grip, balance, crisp trigger, and an adjustable buttstock. The RDB Survival delivers 556223 ballistic performance in a compact package weighing 5 pounds 14 ounces. It has a patented downward ejection that allows for complete ambidextrous use with an intuitive safety and reversible charging handle. It's a get you there, never let you down kind of rifle. Innovation, performance, Keltec. All right, speaking of shooting sports, we're getting ready for hunting season this year, Drew. Oh yeah. And uh we got some we got some plots to to lay out we've got some blinds to build we got some trees to cut some branches to to trim, trim. stands to hang oh yeah but i was uh, i was enlisting the help of our lead heads because i wanted to get some ideas because you and i are going to build a couple of blinds and i don't know if we're going to do elevated we're going to do ground you know how we're going to do it but i just kind of wanted to talk you know just a little bit about the different kind of blinds there are and uh, benefits of doing certain things, not doing certain things to a blind, uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, um, well, I mean, I guess the big, the first thing, you know, the two biggest deals, you got ground blinds and elevated blinds or stands, whatever you want to call it, deer blind, deer stand, whatever, whatever term you're, yeah. they use in the area you're from. Um, so those are the big difference and definitely check with your local laws because there are some states that require you to only hunt from an elevated blind with a rifle. Um, so there are areas where you can not hunt from a ground blind. Um, so just make sure, you know, when you're building yourself a blind, you check your local right. regulations and make sure you're not, uh, and what building type, a ground blind when it's not legal. And what type of uh, land you're hunting on. So if you're hunting, you know, hunting on, public land, you know, government land, whatever it may be, um, they've all got different rules and regulations also versus private land. We're going to be hunting on private land, so. Yeah. And in Tennessee, we can hunt from ground blinds or elevated blinds, so there's no, there's no rules we have to worry about here in Tennessee. And, you know, the different, uh, the different game that you're hunting require different type blinds as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So. So. I think mainly what we're going to be talking about are. Um, deer hunting blinds. Um, yeah, for sure. You know there are the the waterfowl, you know the duck blinds and all those. And I'm not real familiar with those, so I don't have a lot to to add to those um, as far as the yeah. information or comments go. But some of you lead heads might maybe we'll do a show on that. We'll get an expert on here and we'll talk about uh, duck blinds and stuff like that. But I know the duck blinds are cold and wet, and I don't like them. <laughs> cold, wet, and muggy. <laughs> and wet. And I like moldy. <laughs> now I've been in some really nice high dollar rich people ones that are pretty dope. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah, the like thing. Eaters you know? and kitchens in them and shit down on the Mississippi. It's nice. Yeah. Deer blinds right. too. I've been in blinds. Oh, yeah. People have ovens and all kinds of stuff in them. Oh, I've made some pretty, pretty nice ones over the years. So let's talk about the different uh, materials 
and kind of what what would what would be a good material. And I guess it depends on what part of the country you live in too, because everybody's yeah. got different weather and what works in Tennessee is probably not going to work in Montana. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I guess um, I mean when you start talking about deer stands and deer blinds. Um, obviously the, the biggest one I already talked about was whether it's elevated or ground. The second thing is what are you hunting for and what are you hunting with? Um, a stand or a blind that you're going to use for bow hunting is very different than one you're going to use for gun hunting. Yeah. Um, obviously you have to have an open blind to archery hunt from, um, well, at least with a regular bow, like a crossbow is a little bit different story, but with a regular bow, you're going to have to have you know, a mostly open blind to be able to maneuver the bow around and use it. Yeah. And you're um, going to have to have a lot more room with that draw yeah. as you're drawing back. So it's going to have to be, yeah. probably be a little bit, a little bit wider, a little bit bigger mm-hmm. than a Absolutely. Uh, and, and, you know, and just open front. So I prefer, you know, as Marty knows, I like the 15 foot, pretty standard 15 foot ladder stands. Um, they're usually made out of steel or aluminum. Um, I don't know. Something just went blank. I'm sharing my screen. Oh, okay. Um, you know, steel and aluminum, um, and fairly inexpensive. So, you know, you don't have to put a lot of money in them. You know, you get them on sale for, you know, 60, 70, 80 bucks. Um, you're just talking about, a, up. you're just talking about a stand, a deer stand. Yeah. It's not covered. Stand. It's just got a seat yeah. and it's open, Yeah, you know, kind so of So if you're, if you're archery hunting, that's the type of thing you're going to be in. Um, there are some, there are a lot of, pop-up ground blinds for archery hunting that are a little bit different be kind of like uh, shoot right through here. windows yeah there's a little pop-up line there that's similar we to use one got. very similar to that yeah got a couple got one like that and a couple dome more dome shaped ones that we've I mean, used talk about just easy peasy uh you know sunday breezy these little things are so easy to pop up and move around and you can put a little heater in there. You can put, you know, everything you need inside. And there's plenty of room inside one of these, too. You probably get three people in there just fine. Um, but, oh, yeah. But like you said, for archery, that's going to be plenty of room for you, something something about that size right there. Yep, for sure. And especially if you're, you're, if you're hunting with a crossbow, it's really that, – that's perfectly good. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, most of your compound bows, obviously, if you're doing a long bow, that's not going to work. But, um, but yeah, pop-up blinds are, are great. Typically just made out of nylon, uh, fiberglass poles. Um, some of them are pop-ups, like, you know, you twist them up and you unzip and it just pops right up. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them you got to put steak like that right there. I have one like that. That's a pop-up. Um, very simple, very easy to use, very easy to move around. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I had that exact same one, actually. Yeah, I think that, that is the one you <laughs> I have. I had two of them just like that. But, uh yeah, so those are great. Those are great for, uh, you know, just popping up, putting on the edge of a, of a field, edge of, in a tree line, backed up with some cover. And those are great. Um, if where you're cool. hunting, ground blinds work and are, are a good option. You can also turkey hunt out of those. Yeah. There's been a lot of turkey hunting out of pop-up ground blinds. Definitely, definitely. Um, I was um, looking for another pop-up, see if there was another different style they most mostly they both look like that they're, they're like the square type or that like round pop-up for the most part dome kind of looking yeah there's a kind of squarish a little bit taller maybe um yeah. so if you guys listen on the podcast um some of them are kind of a square shape and you 
unpack them and you pop them out and you put them up more or less like a tent. Um, others are more of a dome shape and they really, they, they roll up. And then when you unzip them out of their case, you just kind of shake them and they pop up. Um, I'm sure y'all have seen stuff like that. genius figured out how to fold those things. (laughs) How to put spring steel inside there and make them pop up automatically. Yeah. Um, So that's the two different types we're talking about. There's like a TP Um, style right there. Yeah. But typically those, they all have, you know, windows on all four sides. Usually a little door that zips closed. Um, They typically, most of them come with like a see-through mesh cover for the window. So you can move around inside of it without spooking any game. As long as you're not making noise. Yeah. Um, so, um, oh, there's a cool one. There's one that looks like a big giant round bale of hay. Oh, one of my buddies has here? one of those. Yeah. That simulates a round bale that just sits out in the field. This is big for hunters out west. Yeah, bird um, hunting, definitely. Yeah, but like guys that hunt deer, um, you know, antelope, deer, mule deer, stuff like that out west in that flat areas, a lot of those, those round bale blinds are pretty popular out that way. Yeah. It looks like um, a, a, a covered wagon you'd see in the old West. It, it looks just like a giant. But, everybody's familiar but it's with camoed like a, it's camoed like a, a bale of hay. Yeah. Big old round bale so, of hay. Yeah. They're cool. It's got the windows there. Uh, and I'm sure there's, you know, 15 different kinds of these, probably more than that. Uh, and now if you guys want to just straight up buy one, I mean, you can, those, those type of blinds can go like the pop-up lines. I mean, you can get those, you can get a, Good deals on those when they're running specials. Um, you know, for uh, 60 bucks sometimes. Yeah. I mean, 50 bucks to, you know, 300, 400 bucks, depending on what you want. And then uh, the big blinds, you know, you can spend anywhere from $50 to $5,000 on one of these blinds. If you just want to buy one, don't want to mess with it and put it up, there's tons of great Yeah. And that's great the thing. It's, the it's out there. You can, you can buy your blinds, you know, the commercial yeah. ones. Um, really but nice being, ones and you know when i went to that hog hunt in um with the sheepdog impact assistance got a picture of mine right here they had yeah they had these commercial ones all over the product they probably had you know 10 or 15 of these set up uh all over you could get you know five people inside that big old thing very easily now was that one plastic or was it like one of those ones that's made metal. out of tin that's metal metal yeah those are nice it was metal and, and then it had carpet on the inside and the walls were lined to you know to cut down on the the sound the noise uh to keep them quiet but these are permanent they, you know these are permanent ones and they've got a feeder yeah. that's set out there at a distance let's see if i got a picture of that feeder So there's the inside of it. You can see inside it had the windows and they have the little office well, you, chairs. you look super gay in that picture Oh yeah, yeah. I look great. <laughs> I'm just jealous. Of course, the cows will come up and rub on it and make yeah. a bunch of damn noise. There's the feeder, so you can see how far the feeder was out from that. There's a deer yeah. right there. Um, but they had like a feeder here, and then there was another feeder like over this direction somewhere. Uh, so you had you know several shooting lanes mm-hmm. from these Cut lines, out. and they had them strategic throughout the whole the whole property while we were there, but. You know, that's just an example of, and those were probably you know five grand each at least. I would say those things are with the with because they're they're sat. Up, people who can't see them, yeah, they're on top of a of a ten foot tall, basically scaffolding. More to for lack of a better word, it's a ten foot tall scaffold, and they set the boxes on top of it. Um, so yeah, with the with the 
the scaffolding on it or the um, the ladder or whatever you want to call it that they sit on top of. Yeah, they they can get pretty expensive. The stand, the um, stand itself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just the the box itself was probably five grand. Yeah. But, yeah, no. so, but yeah, so there's all kinds of stuff you can buy, but let's talk about building your own, Marty. And that's what we want to talk about is building your own. Yeah. There's some more great shots so, there. Of- so gr- growing up in North Carolina, where I'm from, um, back then you couldn't hunt from ground blinds. You could only hunt from, you had to be elevated at least 10 feet off the ground to, to whitetail hunt with a rifle. Um, so being broke kids, we didn't have a lot of money, so we built a lot of blinds uh, or, or tree stands. Yeah. Um, and more or less, we just built them. When we were little, we just built them like tree houses. We just find us a good tree and nail it up, and there we go. Put some walls on it and a roof on it and let it ride. Um, as we got older, we started making some, you know, a lot nicer ones. Right. <laughs> we started getting some carpentry skills. Getting a little and, money, uh, little little. Yeah, exactly start having some tools start learning how to use them um you know in our 20s we also you know as you start getting older you want a little more comfort when you're sitting out in the cold um so we had you know bathrooms in them heaters in them um all kinds of stuff uh just to make them comfortable for like an all-day sit when it starts getting cold right but um yes i guess i mean you know first things first let's talk about where do you put one of these things um so an elevated ground blind, you're going to want to put it in an area that you can get the most, you can get your eyes on the most area around you. Um, so the largest, you know, area of shootability, I guess it's not a word, but I'm going to use it anyway. You just made um, it when up you right look, here on the show. Yeah. When you, when you look out of that blind, you want to see how much area can you, if a deer were to walk out, can you shoot? Um, and that, that's, that's kind of the, one of the big things that I look at when I'm trying to decide where to, where to build one of these. And then, but even you know, before you, that, you, but even before that, yeah. you want to find signs of a deer. You want to know that they're deer. Around. Oh yeah. So that's the thing is, you know, you find a hot spot where, you know, you got two or three good little hot spots and then you set this up. And like you said, then you've got the ability to, you know. 260, you know, whatever, 360, whatever you get out of your your blind, you know, you got to decide how you want to build that as to your field of view that you want. Yeah, you just want to maximize your field of view. That's key is to maximize your field of view and make sure that you're where you're putting it, the field of view and your field of fire is going in a safe direction. So even though you're elevated and you're shooting down, you still want to make sure that where you're sending those rounds is a safe direction. Yeah. Um, then, safety then you first. go at it. Always safety first. Yeah. Um, so the other thing that I always tell people is, um, you know, obviously build what you can afford. doesn't have to be fancy. I've literally hunted off three two-by-fours nailed into a tree, and I sat on them with my legs hanging off. And have killed plenty of deer that way. So, you know, don't think you got to spend a ton of money to be able to get out there and hunt and, um, you know, harvest some animals. Um, You don't. But if you want to spend some time and you've got a little money and you want to be comfortable, uh, more comfortable, you can definitely do it. There's a lot of cool, cool little things to do, little tricks and whatnot. 
Yeah, and the, you know that gets um, into some some materials that can use, and you can repurpose things to use as your your hunting line. We're going to be repurposing some some wood pallets and some uh, tin roof OSB and some tin roof. Yep, and some old tin roof. We're going to use that for the roofs and house, and I think there's some windows in there too. We might be able to use. I don't know. Yeah, there were some old windows back in the barn. Yeah, so, we but we're going to definitely we're going to be we're going to be doing ours on a on a budget, um, but we're going to try to make it as comfortable as possible um, while still keeping it fairly inexpensive because we want to build several of them. That's my next key. Yeah. Um, if you know, if you can only afford to build one blind and you only got one spot to hunt and you're only going to be putting one up, that's fine. If you've got an area like we're lucky enough to have out at Marty's place, um, you want to have several blinds because of conditions. Um, you want to have, you know, a couple different ones put up for different wind conditions. Um, you know, one day you might go out to hunt and the wind's blowing the opposite direction than it was the day before. And the blind you're hunting in is not going to be good for that because, you know, your, or the stand you're going to be hunting in is going to be, um, you know, with your back to the wind instead of with your face to the wind. Yeah. The direction that um, it's facing that, you know, that we're ideally facing because yeah. deer are going to move with the wind, you know, yeah. So. And they're going to scent you. If well, possibly, and they, you know, that's back. what we're going to get into. Also, is talking about yeah. airtight. You know, making them as airtight as possible so that as little scent as possible um, is detected. Yeah. So that's and that's part true. of building your blind. You know, strategy and building your blind also. And but I'm I'm an old school hunter, and that is important. And scent control and all that stuff is very important, especially in archery hunting. Um. But the most important thing, and you talk to anybody who hunts or does it, you know, well or done it for a long time, is wind direction. Um, and no matter how good you think you've got your scent under control, if the wind's at your back, blowing straight into a deer's nose thirty yards in front of you, you're not going to get that deer. He's going to spook and run. Um, so wind direction is important um, in in hunting, regardless. Uh, now, if you're in a fully enclosed blind. It's not necessarily as bad, and there's a lot of cover sense you can do too. But uh, that's that's for a whole nother show, Marty. Let's it's just talk about blinds it, again. It's a consideration yeah. in in how how tight you design the line is, yeah, and how you design it. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll kind of talk real quick, just kind of a basic design that I've used a bunch of times. That's really simple to build and doesn't take a lot of material. Um, and you can make it bigger, smaller. Um, however you want, if you want two people to be able to fit in there, three people to be able to fit in there, um, you know, always be conscious, cautious about how much weight you're putting in one of these, mm -hmm. um, depending on how you have it, especially if it's elevated, right. um, you know, you want to be real careful, but, um, basically I build a square platform, um, with four walls and an angled roof. Um, I don't put a steep pitch on the roof, you know, maybe 20 degrees, just enough to get the water to run off. And uh, leave excess roofing material around all four edges. And when you say roofing um, material, what do you mean? Whatever you're going to use for the roof. If you're going to, you know, frame the roof out and uh, put tin on it, or if you're just going to use, you know, a sheet of plywood and run tar paper and shingles on it. Um, if you're going to hang a tarp over it, whatever, whatever you want to do to keep the water out, rain out, the snow out. Um, just make sure that you have a lip. The roof hangs over the side, the walls, because when you have those those windows open, 
or cut open, um, you know, you want to make sure the rain's not just blowing in on you. Um, so what I do is to your roof, definitely. Yep. And then I usually leave between the roof and the wall. I usually leave, um, probably about 14 inches, 14 to 16 inches gap between the wall and the roof all, all the way around, except for the back where I'm going to put the door. Um, and then I take the scrap pieces or the pieces I've trimmed off my plywood and I make four doors or three window covers, more or less. Basically, I just take hinges and half blocks and uh, make them to where they fold to the inside, not to the outside. So um, you can open and close on three sides. And, um, you know, it's pretty simple. It's pretty basic. It doesn't require a lot of materials. Do you typically um, go what, four by four, five by five? Do you keep it even or do you do longer? So what I typically do is I look at my material and try to maximize my material. So if I've got a stack of eight foot two by fours, then I'm going to make each side four foot. Um, just so I'm not, you know, having little scraps of two by four left over. Um, if I've got 10 foot two by fours, then I'll make it five foot. Um, you know, just whatever, whatever you've got, whatever's in your budget. Right. Um, you know, just remember, you know, if you want two people to fit in there, you're probably going to want to be more cl- Closer but to the four or five foot. Ideally, um, though, for you know, for one person, probably four by four is probably the smallest you want, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's you wouldn't want to make it any smaller than that. Yeah. Um, and uh, but you know, six by six, and you don't have to make it a perfect square. You can make it a rectangle if you choose. Um, so you got you know a couple ten foot two by fours and a couple eight foot two by fours, and you want to make it five by four, make it five by four, make it six by six. I you know, make it ten by by eight. It doesn't really matter. Um, you know, you're just making a box. Um, it's very simple. It doesn't require a lot of skill. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be exact. Um, you know, you can, uh, my biggest thing is when I finish it, I get a can of great stuff. If you're not familiar with great stuff, it's expandable foam. Um, and I just take it and spray it in all the gaps to make it real simple and easy. What's it called? Um, great stuff. Just great Great, G-R-E-A-T. Great stuff. It's that expandable foam spray. I'm going to pull it up here. They like filling like cracks around your plumbing or whatever. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. It's not expensive. It's cheap. 3M makes it, I'm pretty sure. Um, But it just comes in like a spray can. Um, And you can use that to fill in any gaps on the inside. Um, For me, I typically paint the insides black. And sometimes I just paint the outside black. Um, some people will spray paint them camo, brush paint them camo, will hang burlap on them. Um, you know, there's what, whatever you want to do to camouflage it is fine. Um, deer do not see color. Do they? So do it, they smell paint can, though? I mean, yeah, but it's going to dissipate. I mean, it's not going to always smell like paint. Yeah. And eventually, it'll just be a normal smell to the area because that stand is going to stay there permanent. They don't get used to the smell. They get used to it being there. Yeah. Um, it won't. It won't. Which brings um, up another another good point is that you want to build this before, well before spring or summer. Spring or summer. That way they do get used to it, seeing it out there. Yeah, you don't want to be running around in the beginning of September building tree stands and blinds. Yeah, um, because you're already you're way behind the mark already at that point. Right. Um. So you know you're better off probably just getting a climber or uh you know metal ladder stand and put it out there. Um. But. 
or so building yeah, a natural mean, blind. Build a square box. I mean, it's like I said, it's nothing hard. If you have basic, you know, if you got pretty basic tools, I mean, you can build it with hand tools. I've done it before, back before, you know, we, you had plugs in your truck that you could drive your truck out to the woods and plug a skill saw. And, you know, before you could do that, I built them with hand tools. Um, so it's, it's nothing crazy. The only thing that you'll need is if you're going to use, if you're going to put it in actually up in a tree, you're going to need to buy some long spikes um, for the, you know, for the base, the floorboards to, uh, you know, to nail to the actual trees. Uh, make sure you get some good long spikes. Don't try to put it in with like 12, 16 penny nails because it's going to come out. Um, you'll have to spend a little bit of money on some longer, longer spikes. Um, but um, if you want to build a platform, which I have done this several times, um, you can, there's a couple things you can do. You can get used telephone poles fairly inexpensive where do you get used telephone poles at um just contact like nes in nashville nes um they sell them a lot of people build pole barns out of them um so after they cut them down and drag them off they throw them in a yard and you can actually buy them um like i said fairly inexpensively um the other thing you can buy is you can just use any treated posts four by four treated posts uh work fine i've done them with four by four treated posts um and you know you just Take a hole, set it in concrete, put your platform on top of it once the concrete dries. Um, as far as the telephone poles, you can, uh, because they're creosote, you can literally just stick them right in the ground, pack them in. Um, I still recommend putting some quickcrete in there, uh, sackcrete, whatever, um, if you're going to build your own platform like that. Um, and then, of course, you can always just buy a metal platform or scaffolding. You can, get, the, well. um, you can get those elevator brackets. And you don't have to dig mm-hmm. holes that way. Yeah, you can do that too. Because um, I'm all about not digging holes. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I mean, it makes your I'm it about, makes your 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 uh, blind more portable that way too. You can you can move it, but uh, it's still going to be sturdy as all get out. Um, those like easy towers, elevator brackets. You know, there's different yeah, names there's, for them. And it, it doesn't. It really, honestly, doesn't matter. Whatever you can afford. Whatever your skill level will, you can, you know, you have the skill level to make, use, manufacture, buy, whatever. Um, it doesn't really matter. Um, so, you know, the thing about it is you just want to have something that is going to keep you out of the weather and keep you in your stand all day um, and keep you concealed from the game. And yeah. that's, that's kind of pretty much it. I mean, uh, you know, like I said, you can go online. There's a million pictures of them. That's what we used to do. We used to just like look at pictures of them. And be like, eh, I can build yeah, that. I can see yeah. how to make that. I can, I can build make that. that. Yeah. And there's <laughs> and, a bazillion the biggest, YouTube videos out there too that, that can give you some some tips and tricks. You know, some good ideas. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's it. Everybody's a little different. Everybody's probably got access to different different types of materials. But you know, pretty much anything. I've seen people make blinds out of old those gigantic water storage tanks, you know, those, oh, yeah. those white plastic, like, I don't know how many, like 300 gallon thing. They've made yeah, blinds those big, out of those, those big white cubes. Yeah. yeah. Some of those made out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Those people made them out of that. Just anything, you know, um, your, your imagination is your, your limit. But again, you want it to be functional. You want it to be practical. Um, I've seen some of these pictures online. I don't, I don't, I don't have any right here right now. But people have turned like old vehicles, you know, old 
rusted vehicle sitting in their backyard, you know, lifted them up and made blinds out of buses, old school buses. And <laughs> I hunted, and I hunted things. in West Virginia one time already, and I was in half of a single wide trailer on just like stuck on the side of this mountain. <laughs> they had literally, I'm not shitting you. They had cut a single wide trailer in half, boarded up the hole in the side. Love it. And had drug half of the trailer to the other side of the mountain. So you, there was half a trailer on one side and half a trailer on the other side. And they were both, that's where you hunted out of. <laughs> I love it. Oh yeah. They were, they were full of mice. <laughs> Full of all kinds of everything. Uh, I know. But, but yeah, I mean, so um, just a couple, like, just little, little, you know, things you, you want to keep in mind. Um, when you're in your blind, as you move around, you bump into stuff, you're banging into stuff, your gun slides a little bit, um, you put your water bottle down, you know, whatever. You know, you're firing up your heater. Um, when you're inside that box, sound echoes. Um, and sound will alert deer as you know more so even than 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 scent sometimes um so what i typically tell people is you want to pad the walls and the floor with some sort of carpeting or padding Mm -hmm. or whatever i've used yeah i've used old carpet that we you know found on the side of the road driving around that someone had pulled out of their house yeah um we've used that green the fake green grass stuff like outdoor carpeting um, one time we went to Goodwill and bought a couple like old rugs, like floor, you know, like, uh, Persian rug, not Persian rugs, but you know, like sure, cheap, like rugs, rugs at Goodwill throw rugs, and we yeah. just cut, we just cut them to fit. Um, you know, so there, you I mean, you can go buy brand new, you know, acoustic if you want to, you know, like that they put in sound studios. I've seen styrofoam that have, yeah, styrofoam. I mean, any, anything that's going to absorb sound and pad if you bump into it. Um, so just keep that in mind. Um, also you want a dark color on the inside of the blind. Um, so you're going to be wearing something dark. You're going to be a shadow inside that blind. So if you don't do something on the inside and you just got white wood behind you, you're going to profile all your movement is going to be very easy to see when something's looking up into that blind. Um, so I always recommend a darker interior for sure. Um, the outside, like I said, I've just painted the whole things black. I've painted them camo. I've hung burlap on them. I've put camo material on them. I've done lots of different different things. Um, painting them makes them last longer. Um, so that's why I typically usually paint. And paint's not, you know, buy cheap paint. Don't buy expensive paint. Yeah. Um, you know, and so painting usually is kind of the the cheapest way to go about it. If you want to go buy a bunch of good camo tip. burlap and hang on there. Yeah. A good tip there is, um, if you know, uh, like a, a painting company, if you've got a painting company, that's, that's there and maybe even Lowe's, I don't know. You go there and ask them if they've got any like paint they're going to discard and yeah, just go, you know, get that or stain stains a good one too. You could stain it. And yeah. That's, but stain it's protect. Just, that's too much. That's too much for me. That's too much work. <laughs> I mean, it's what's I'm it? Talking, yeah, I'm I'm putting some some old house paint on it. Dip a rag in the brown. stain and and rub it on yeah. there. You know, if I've got several cans of stain sitting out there that's not doing anybody any good, so we could use that stain. You know, it's just yeah, for sure. I mean, like I said, if you got it, use just it. Left, you know? yeah, that's what I'm saying. You got leftover stuff, or you want to go to a 
uh, you know, one of these paint stores or Lowe's or Home Depot or somewhere like that, even I don't know, Walmart, some Walmarts, they've got and if you guys paint are, they're going to discard, you know, see if they'll give it to you. I don't know the legality to this, but a lot of my tree stands in the past were built from construction dumpster diving. Um, <laughs> so you can get a lot of good materials out of dumpsters at construction yeah. sites. If you got a good um, buddy who's in the construction business, they will, you know, will drop you off yeah, some. For sure. Jerry I Black. mean, you know, <laughs> it's uh but yeah but seriously i mean you can raid the dumpsters at the construction sites you can find all kinds of scrap material um you can build these things really cheap i mean you know um especially with construction material prices the way they are right now it's yeah, crazy they're through the roof. Um, yeah they're but where the you're going to spend money on unfortunately is nails and screws um, you know, you usually don't find those laying around at construction sites. So and I that's something you're going to have to spend a little money on. I recommend screws instead of nails. Absolutely. Uh, you're going to um, get less squeak. You're going to get tighter fits with the screws uh, than yeah. with the nails. Yep. Deck screw, decking screws work the best. That's what I've built most of mine with. Um, but, you know, back in the day, we also just hammered them up with nails. You just got to, you have to do, you know, yearly maintenance and check, you know, all the, yeah, joints and again, and if, back together if, and stuff like that. But screws you got are a bunch of yeah, you got a bunch of nails. Use nails, but I'm just saying, yeah, it's better to use the screws if you if you got access to them and you want um, you want it to be Absolutely. more quiet. Absolutely, that's definitely the way to do it. And um, I've got access to a know, barrel full of nails. Um, you have a keg of nails. I've got a keg of nails. <laughs> yeah, you do. I still got to go. We're pick gonna build it with, with that keg of nails at your granny's house. We're just gonna elevate it on the keg of nails. That's what we're gonna, we might. We we're gonna build it that. on top of that. <laughs> That's our elevation device. Well, we're gonna. So we're gonna. We're gonna definitely build one elevated uh, tree stand, and we're gonna repair one uh, ground ground line that that's been there for a while. We're gonna yeah. do some updates to that. It's a one then, person, definitely. It's not even four by four. Oh it's, yeah. It's yeah. It's the. It's, it's the, small. Yeah, it's real small, but it's uh, but it's nice. It, I mean, it's, it it served its purpose for many years. It just needs a new floor and a new roof. Yep, we'll um, fix her up. Uh, and we'll put that one back in service, and we might have enough material to build another one too. Yep. So if we've got enough OSB left over, might even make a third one. So, um, and that is, of course, you know, when you're talking about stands and blinds, options are very are a very big thing. Um, again. You know, obviously, you get what you can afford. I don't want anybody to feel like they have to have some kind of special thing to hunt and take advantage of, you know, the outdoors and our, you know, our our, our right in this country to be able to go out and harvest wild game. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want, you know, to feel like you have to spend all this money. But if, you, if you've got the money or you've got the know-how, you know, having multiple options is always ideal for weather, for types of hunting, for seasons, um, wind directions so having different options oh. you know deer move differently at the beginning of the season they move in different places at the end of the season they move in different places during the rut um wind direction so putting okay. out as many options for you to hunt as possible is always my suggestion a blind is going to help you enjoy and make the hunting season last longer you're absolutely gonna, and your time in the woods you'll be more comfortable like Right. It's hard to sit in a 15-foot ladder stand for a full-day hunt. Yeah. I mean, I've done it when I was younger. I'm not, I am not. don't do that shit anymore. <laughs> I don't sit in ladder stands for a full day. Um, you know, I'm going to sit – I'll sit in the ground blind all day, 
you know, I'll sit in a nice, you know, elevated, you know, box blind. Um, but yeah, I'm not sitting in a, in a climber or a, or a ladder stand for an entire day anymore. No, definitely um, not. So it's definitely a lot more comfortable, especially in the winter months. And I know a lot of your listeners live in areas that it gets real damn cold. Um, so you can insulate these things as much as you feel necessary. Um, the good thing about having uh, windows that open and close solid instead of just leaving it open all the time is that you can close certain windows when the wind is blowing in different directions um, to try to keep it warmer. Um, you get you a little heater buddy, uh, those little, you know, little gas heaters. Um, those are fantastic. And those will, I mean, I've had, you know, be careful so with cold. Those, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Make sure you've got, obviously, you know, make sure you're not fully, you don't have all the windows closed and running that thing. You'll die from carbon dioxide poisoning. But yeah. um, actually, you know, they actually make ones that are indoor safe now. They do. You can actually buy Heater Buddy makes a couple that are indoor safe now. So if you had a completely enclosed blind, you could actually get one of those. Um, but, uh, but, you know, like I said, um, you, know, you can make yourself real, real comfortable inside of these blinds, even in very cold temperatures. Um, so, you know, just make sure it's closed in, fill in, fill in the gaps and the holes. Um, if you want to insulate it, insulate it, um, but definitely pat it, put something on the floor, 100% put something on the floor, um, on the walls, if you can, on the ceiling, if you can, um, you know, just to, to eliminate, you know, little noises from moving around. Um, I've actually we I made a toilet and put in one one time that was really sweet. <laughs> a toilet, um, <laughs> like well, a, like a shitter, not like a pisser, not a shitter. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, what we did was, if anybody remembers three liter soda bottles back when three liters were a thing, yeah. Um, you remember those, don't you? Yeah, Marty? yeah, yeah. They don't do them anymore. But back in the day, they used to make three liters instead of two liter soda soda bottles. What we did is we took one of those, cut the top of it off. Took some old hose, put it inside, duct taped it down, ran the hose through a hole in the floor in the corner, back corner of the of the hut. We used to call one of our tree stands, we called it the hut. And uh, ran it down. I buried the hose in the ground with a bunch of rocks and sand so that the piss would drain and buried it. And then uh, you could just take a whiz in that, um, inside that three little bottle, it would run down in the hose. And uh, we kept like a gallon jug on just water, and then you just chase it down with a little regular clean water to keep it from smelling. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> Doctor, here's a three liter bottle of Dr. Pepper from Walmart. Really? They still make them? It says it's out of stock. Okay. Uh, but you know what I'm talking about. I mean, you could use a yeah. two liter. It doesn't matter. Use whatever you want. You probably use a milk use a jug. Use a gallon whatever, jug. But... Yeah, milk, milk jug. Yeah, it doesn't matter, but that's that's one thing that we use. did, and it was it was sweet. You know, this was or in our teenage years. Just turn a porta potty into a uh, a blind. Oh, I've seen somebody <laughs> tor- turn a porta potty into a hunting blind before. <laughs> I saw that online one time. That's what this looks like. Picture right of a guy who done that. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. But that's again, like I said, the your imagination. Uh, is the only thing holding you back on these things. Yep. So, you know, get on the internet, Google, get some ideas, uh, look, see what you got lying around your backyard. Um, you just, you know, you never know what you might in be your shed, in your neighbor's shed, yeah. at your granny's house, whatever, you know, hit up, hit up the neighbors. What, what did, what did the lead heads had to say about this topic, Marty? Well, let's do that. Let's go to our, our listener questions here. 
the Instagrams. Going to my phone here. All right, so this says Sack Archer. It says, so years ago, I went hunting with a friend on his property in northern Oklahoma. I'm going to have to put my glasses on. Holy shit, you finally got glasses. I got reading. I got readers, dude. Oh. They're just readers. That's all I need. I see perfect. Yeah, with your glasses on. Up close. <laughs> all right. In, o- in northern Oklahoma, his blind was elevated on telephone poles, which is what you were talking about, about 20 feet to the floor and was essentially uh, a house on stilts, 15 by 15. Yeah, that's a big one. Nice. With PVC piss tube <laughs> in one go. corner and a kerosene heater in the middle. You could see 400 yards in every direction and overlooked a creek. Took all the fun out of the job, but stoked the, uh, stocked the freezer in a hurry. I prefer my method where I sit in a natural cover on a pond dam. Simple, free, and I also duck hunt at the same time as I deer hunt. If I get real bored, I'll do a little fishing while I'm sitting there as well. I mean, that's a good way that's to maximize your, your time, definitely. Also, Absolutely. did I mention... I hate heights after falling out of a tree stand about 25 feet years ago. Oof. That's why you wear your harness, people. Yes. He says, I also have a friend that literally drags a single wide mobile home into the middle of a bean field to hunt out of every year in northern Missouri. Uh, also, the pond dam worked pretty slick last year. Four deer processed and in freezer in three days. Then ducks and a few crappie to boot. Man, he got all kinds of stuff on that one hunt. Maybe we need while, to go hang out with this dude. All while wearing blaze orange to stay legal. A flannel and a pair of blue jeans. I'm sorry these guys and their camo scent free stuff cracked me up <laughs> for rifle season. My old man has killed more deer in blue jeans smoking a Marlboro than most. <laughs> <laughs> and that is what I was talking about earlier when I said all that scent, all that stuff, it don't mean anything. All you got to do is have the wind in the right direction. That's right. Deer don't see color. All you got to do is just break up your pattern. And uh, you don't have to get fancy. You don't have to spend all this money. I like spending money because I'm a gear. Uh, we can't say fag anymore, can we? Gear queer? Yeah, gear queer. Maybe that's gear, better. You're queer for um, gear. Yeah. yeah, I'm a gear queer, so I like to I like to get all that stuff. But trust me, when I was younger, when I was a kid and we didn't have no money, I didn't have any of that stuff. We hunted in the same clothes we worked in the fields with, and <laughs> and that's just how it was. And we hunted from the ground, you know, with shotguns. We hunted up in trees. Yeah. You know, we I've did never, whatever, whatever. I've never it takes. used scent. I've never used it. Let's see, Austin Whalen. Money be damned. I would get a camper trailer, paint it, put it on stilts, run electricity and plumbing, and you could live there all hunting season. Maybe even engineer it to have the legs fold up so you could just hitch it up and drive away. That's nice. I bet somebody's got something like that already. Oh, I, I know people that do have stuff like that. I bet that exists. Oh, yeah. That's just it, man. Like, you can do, you can get. You can be a successful hunter as simple or as, as you know, crazy as you want to be, man. You, it's the, the deer are there. The, a, your only limitation is your imagination in your in your pocketbook, man. That's it. That's it. That's it. So do whatever whatever you need to do that gets you in the woods, do it. 
and you can be successful. Let's do a, a screen share on this because we got some pictures on Facebook that people have oh, seen. Nice. Uh, start sharing. You seeing that? Um, yep, there we go. Okay. So, let's see. David Jordan, my ground blind that I built last year, fully insulated, tinted pixiglass, metal roof, and T11 stained siding. See, he's stained. Nice. Yeah. Got the, got the pitch roof like that. Yeah. Put it up on some concrete blocks. Yeah. Now I wouldn't really it's call that elevated, though. I mean, that's his ground. Well, no, he said it's a ground blind. I'm just yeah. saying he's got it up. Keep it up off the ground so it doesn't rot away. It's got some nice window. Almost though, look, they open. Like oh, I mean, I assume they open. I don't think he shoots holes through the plexiglass. Well, you'd hope. Never done. Unless he's shooting, crazy. Just shooting pictures. <laughs> Uh, there's an office chair. A lot of people use these office chairs because they're on rollers and it's easy to slide around. And if you're going to use those, you definitely want carpet. Yeah. You can find those at the dump, you know, all the time and get those. Uh, I've got one for us, by the way, uh, at my mom's house. I got one in my attic too. Um, and then he's not painted that. So you would recommend that he paint this black on the inside? I mean, I'd, I mean, it doesn't have to be black. I just, I personally recommend it's being a dark color on the yeah. inside, but that's just me. It just break, keeps the motion from and inside stand. What about windows? But he also said he's got tinted, he's got tinted windows. Yeah. So it's probably not as big of a deal. Yeah. But let's talk about windows. This brings up a good uh, question here too. Um, why are most windows little small slits? Why not have a bigger window? What's I, I don't know. That's just what people do, I guess, to limit the amount of movement deer can see when you're inside your blind. But for me, I leave I would three sides completely, completely open on all three sides. If I want it, I make. I like to make mine so I can close and open each side. Yeah, but I would um, have bigger windows. That, yeah, me too. I would for sure. Taller. But you know, also maybe those are the only three shooting lanes. He's only got shooting lanes that big, and that's the only safe safe direction he can shoot in so who cares but i just like to be able to see more area around me with those yeah. deer coming in yeah this thing looks interesting what's going on here so nathan love oh, i remember from nathan front, love. yeah frontier tactical i hadn't heard from him in yeah, man. forever says i'm building one similar to this oh nate love oh yeah so that's this like a bunch of animal cages no that's those the the metal cages that those big plastic water jugs come in. Oh, okay. And I think on the top must be one of those water jugs. Uh, it looks like a kennel, like a, a lion yeah. kennel. You put a lion in there. So, but they just stacked up a bunch of those and put some I, mill syrup uh, net on it. Yeah. I guess up here great is, idea. is the blind itself, I guess. It's yeah. Hidden. That's a great freaking idea. Not bad. Love that. Uh, let's see. This is another one. Austin Whalen. We have a bluff along our camp area out at the ranch. We get deer, turkey, hogs, coyotes coming through the open spot down low. We want to get a blind set up along the bluff with a walkout deck. Uh, be an awesome view and great blind. And I guess this is the ranch he's talking about. Rio Poco oh, nice. Ranch. Very nice. Yeah, so you can do some pretty good hunting out there. You have to invite us out there, Austin. 
Yeah, for sure. Don't be stingy with that land. Come on, son. Casey Loftus, I really like my summit climber for bow season and hunting new property. Once you know where you want a permanent stand blind, it's hard to beat an elevated shooting house. Agree? You can yep. block your movement, uh, cut down scent, and stay out of the weather. I have found that a 5x5 five five is a good size for hunting solo or even with a kid, much bigger, and you have to move a lot to get the uh, to the window much smaller, and it's crowded when my boys hunt with me. When I built S-Blind, I built it six parts roof, floor, three walls with windows, and a wall with a door. I'll drag all these parts into the woods and assemble with a cordless drill. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Like That's what yep. I was, we were talking about earlier. It's like we can build the sections here, and then when we get there, we can assemble them. Be a lot yeah, easier. absolutely. That's exactly what we'll do. A lot easier, a lot cooler, too. Yeah. Um, and we can jump we can jump in the pool if we get overheated. Says he used a one by four plexiglass and a wood frame with hinges for windows. Uh it's about thirty seven inches off the floor. I haven't ever insulated it, but on the coldest he's from Tennessee, so Yeah. A little buddy heater keeps it comfortable. There you go. Talking about those earlier. Corey Brown, I have plans yeah, to make a ground blind that looks like a hay. Bale, we just talked about that earlier, really big bale, and even incorporate a beer can solar heater into the roof. I guess that's what he's Nice. Yeah, that's going to be a nice one. You have to invite us. Yeah. Out. We'll all wear our talking lead shirts, Corey, and go to the Derby. You have to take us to the Derby. <laughs> Shit, yeah, man. Demolition Derby. Uh, Cody Burnett. Uh, this was like spam. Ammo shortage is coming, and I purchased some ammo at Real Ammo. I mean, maybe he's helping the leadheads out. Maybe there's a good place to get ammo right there. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that's that's a solar power. I didn't think about that. That's that's a pretty good idea. It's a you little just be rolling. It's a little much Keep though. The phone charged up. Keep, electric heat. Yeah. Watch a little Netflix <laughs> while we're waiting on the deer Check to come it. in. <laughs> waiting on the deer to come out, watch a little Netflix. <laughs> yeah. What's that hunter's name? That guy, the big, it's got the big popular TV show. Oh, Nutter's Bubs. The is Meat old, Eater. Buddy. What's his name? Meat Eater, something like that. Oh, yeah. Renala. I R- love him. Yeah. yeah we, meat Eater, dude. His show's, the, the, I love his stuff. We want Steve Renala. Learn how to field dress a deer before we shoot it. <laughs> I know how to do it. Oh. Uh, all right, I guess I guess that's it. So, and here's the picture that I put up, uh, cool. posted on there. Some some different ones. Uh, what was cool is these guys took a pontoon boat. Oh, uh, pontoon! Oh yeah, made a blind out of pontoon boat. Yeah, blind duck, under, duck blind. Yeah, and then we didn't talk about just natural ground blinds too. So you don't even have to go and yeah. buy stuff. You can just use what you find lying around in the woods and make you a nice ground blind. Yeah, just like our homeboy sitting on his pond dam. Yeah, absolutely. So you don't have to. You don't like I said. Um, you know, whatever gets you out in the woods, you don't have to spend a bunch of money. Yeah. Um, you know, buy nice. your buy your license, buy your tags, get you a gun, and you know whatever you got that's warm, put it on and go out and hunt. A couple of bullets, you're set. Uh, here's what I was talking about. This looks like took an old ice cream truck and uh, <laughs> put it up. Uh, it made a blind. People out get here. crazy, man. 
I mean, think about it. It's red, redneck engineering at its finest. Right. So very good. Very good. Uh, Andrew, thank you so much for uh, taking part. It's uh, loads of fun. I guess we'll do some video and of uh, when we when we start building this thing, we'll we'll do some videos. Yeah, man, put some make some videos, put some it should post be, some photos up. Should give some people some laughs. <laughs> oh, it, it's definitely gonna get some laughs uh, of us doing this. But I'm looking forward to uh, hunting season this year. We got to go get our uh, cameras back up and get the the feeder put change the battery out in the feeder. I went out there the other day and. And we're getting it cut soon too. I think in the next like two weeks, they're coming out to cut. Your cousin, your cousin gonna mow it again? No, I got another guy. Well, yeah. Just, just, just let me know, and uh, we'll be ready. I, I figure after he cuts it, then we'll go out and we'll we'll build them. Yeah, I think that's a good plan right there. That'd be the best uh, best time to do it. But leadheads, that's it. If you've got um, additions to what we talked about, uh, maybe tell us how you've in the past or you plan on building your blind. That'd be great uh, if you're a deer hunter, your duck hunter, or whatever you're hunting. Um, let's hear from you. Talkingled at gmail.com and just put in the uh, subject um, line there what what uh, what it's about. And if you got uh, just questions or comments for me in general, talkingled at gmail.com. You want to nominate a jack wagon or lead head brigade hero? Talkingled at gmail.com. And, uh, as you know, periodically I will make posts before we record a show like I did on this one, kind of give you an idea of what we're going to be talking about. Participate in that because a lot of times we will give away, uh, sweet swag. Like today, our winner is Corey Brown. Uh, he, he did above and beyond participating. He, uh, sent me a picture of him out showing his leadheadedness. You know, supporting the uh, Leadhead Brigade uh, at the local derby there. And then he also uh, made some comments on the deer blind there, too. So, Corey, shoot me an email, talkinglead at gmail.com. I'm going to hook you up with some cool Talking Lead swag. Uh, I don't know if it's legal. I don't know where you're at. But if it's legal where you're at, I'll get you one of these uh, Leadhead Brigade 30-round magazines from Mission First Tactical. I uh, got some patches, got uh, some some cool stuff I'll hook you up with. But uh, we've got the AK Corner coming up next month. Um, what is this, July? So August, August edition of the AK Corner coming up. Uh, we'll have a lot of cool giveaways for that. Haven't quite uh, solidified what the topic is going to be. I got a couple of different things that we're tossing around. Just depends on the guest when we can get them and and whatnot um andrew might be joining us for that one he hasn't been on a ak corner in a minute have you no it hasn't been a while i think the last one i was on was uh, when we talked about uh markings with, uh you know of course with the factory with markings. And factory 47 yeah yeah the factory mark so the last one we did you would have enjoyed it we we talked about uh trench art yeah we did uh, in the carvings that they do on the the wood and stocks and things like that of their AKs. Oh yeah, it was a pretty good pretty good episode. If you guys didn't get an opportunity, make sure you go back check that episode out. Uh, we did, we had uh, James with Factory Forty Seven on. We had Brian with Occam Defense, uh, and then James had one of his friends on Tony, uh, and uh, we learned a lot on that episode. It was a good episode, fun episode. 
Uh, so make sure you check those out and then support those that make this show possible. All our sponsors, Mission First Tactical. Check them out at missionfirsttactical.com. And I'm going to do this while we're talking about everybody, Andrew. This is Mission First Tactical's website. You just go there. They've got your furniture for your firearms. They've got the butt stocks. They've got the grips. They've got the magazines. They've got the dump trays. They've got the holsters. Uh, they've even got their apparels pretty cool. Uh, they got some cool t-shirts and uh, things like that that you guys can get from them as well. Mission First Tactical, and you use that code LEADHEAD, you're going to get 20% off uh, anything that's not already on sale or marked down on Mission First Tactical. They've even got the uh, the CS spray uh, there too. They do uh, CS spray, um, pepper spray, o OC whatever you call it it's got 50 different names but they've got it there seal one for your clean lube and protect needs seal one has got you covered and seal one.net is where i've been sending you guys and that website they're revamping it it's not been working for a minute but if you go to seal one.com seal one.com uh which is right here this site is working uh, and if you go to the buy now, you click there and that'll take you to where you can actually order each product here. Uh, there's the kit, um, that I like to get. And that's the one we give away on the AK corner. It's got the paste, it's got the liquid, it's got the pre-soaked, um, uh, pads in there, uh, bore cleaning pads, brush, and a, uh, a rag, uh, complete kit for 32 bucks you'll get 25% uh, off if you use the code leadhead on any of these products uh, and then the aerosol I like the aerosol too I've got it right here I always like I can't little, see you again Marty I always like a little spray you can't see me again uh, and then we've got Nemo arms you go to nemoarms.com they've got rifles they've got pistols they've got shotguns they got suppressors this is high-end firearms weaponry here at nemo arms these guys make top quality products uh, as you can see from the prices here these aren't for you beginners uh, this is for somebody who wants really high-end high quality uh, firearms their shotguns i've said it before their heirloom quality uh, on their shotguns are very nice very very nice over and unders they make yeah very nice shotguns but we're going to help you out with that with the discount code LEADHEAD. Nope, it's TL10, sorry. Here, use TL10 at Nemo Arms. You're gonna get 10% off any of their products, that's including the firearms. They even do that's cans, good. they make suppressors also. So go check them out, nice. nemoarms.com. Uh, and then ASP USA is having a giveaway, uh, $500 worth of stuff. I made a post on Instagram, and I don't think I got Instagram up here. Let me pull it up and show you guys what this looks like. If you go to my post on Instagram, uh, it's got a picture of uh, a flashlight, which I've got right here. Um, they've got their pepper spray, their OC spray, a patch, a red gun, which uh, I've got one back there behind me. Uh, $500 worth of stuff, and it's all listed right there. Tactical case light, EDC light, uh, you get a key, the 
defender, OC key defender, that's the spray. The red gun, the M17, it's got the detachable magazines that you can practice your reloads, all kinds of nice stuff there. I've got a link there up in my bio. You can go and enter that, uh, that giveaway there. I'll put one up on the website too. I just don't have it up yet. Um, but um, wanted you guys to be aware of that, that that was going on too, ASP USA. And um, if you go there, you use the code LEADHEAD, all caps, you're going to get 15% off uh, any of your purchases at ASP-USA.com. And I think that's everybody. Keltec again, don't forget where we're going to be, Andrew. We're going to be at Keltec's booth. Since you're going to be there, y'all going to be set up at uh, NRA? Of course, buddy. I'll be at the, if you guys want to come see me in this glorious mustache, I'll be in the Century booth all weekend. Um, hopefully be able to sneak out and hop on the show. Maybe me and Jason will come and hop on the show for a little bit and talk about some of our new products while we're there. Yeah, that'd be great. We'd love for you guys to come by. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we can carve out. We can carve out 30 minutes. Since you don't do sponsor that. the AK Corner anymore, uh, <laughs> hey, I have nothing to do. with that, I know, I know. Um, but and yeah, I personally will always sponsor the oh, AK yeah. Corner. There you go. And <laughs> make sure you tell Andrew happy birthday. It's it's going to be his birthday during NRA. So go wish Andrew yes, happy birthday. A happy early birthday, Drew. Uh, but Thanks, yeah, Keltec, go check them out. Show them all the love on the social media. Let them know how much you appreciate them making it possible for us to go and bring you all the cool stuff at these events like um, NRA uh, and have awesome companies like Andrew, Century Arms, come and tell us all the latest and greatest and bring it to you. Probably do some live videos while we're there too. And we're giving away from IWI US a Galil Ace, baby, at the, nice. at the NRA. I haven't come up with how you guys can enter that yet, uh, but I'm coming up with uh, some stuff. I'll have it here soon. I'll shoot out all the details so you don't miss out on it give everybody an opportunity to win that Galil Ace and even I get to enter <laughs> <laughs> screw you okay I don't damn it <laughs> but it would be fun no absolutely Galil Aces are cool so me and Andrew are gonna tear up Nashville tomorrow night. We're gonna go see the goddamn gallows. That's who you're listening to as we're exiting out right here. This is Load Your Guns by the goddamn gallows. That's the the bumper exit music that I use on most of the time. Uh, if it's not that one, it's um, what's that Trails song? Dusty Trails. By the oh yeah, yeah. When I hit that, oh, oh, oh dusty trail. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. The goddamn gallows, they're awesome. Uh, you don't you don't know them, you need to. You need to get a little G, GDG in your life. <laughs> yeah. So until then, leadheads, as always, keep your loved ones close. And your firearms closer. And your hunting blinds insulated. There you go. If it's cold. If it's cold. But definitely soundproof. <laughs> oh, yeah. Outtakes, outtakes, outtakes. Charlie Tango Tea Kettle Barbecue. How you doing today, Marty? You good. excited about going to see the gallows tomorrow night? I am. I think it's going to be good. You've never been to Springwater Supper Club, have you? I don't think I have. Springwater Supper Club? So it's called Springwater Supper Club. It's a dump. Nice. I would expect nothing less from the gallows.
Yeah, it's the perfect place to see the gallows. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, that sounds just joyful. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> There's no excuse for you. No shit. You know what? There's definitely no excuse for this mustache. <laughs> that mustache is just unruly, son. <laughs> I fucking love it. And I just had it cleaned up, dude. Like it was like almost it was down touching my bottom lip. It was so raggedy. You need to let it go down further. Well, I well joking about the frosted tips. It's basically white from here all the way down. Oh, we need to get you some. It looks uh, hair weird. That's why man. I trimmed. I need to trim it. Probably, probably gonna trim it a little more. Yeah, see how just freaking gray right there. Yeah, yeah, it's gray all the way down. I could probably, uh, I probably could have one of those if I shave ch- it. Oh yeah. Down. For but sure, I Marty. I don't. Girl, you get a gnarly mustache. I don't like them. I'm just going to go with. The yeah, beard. I'm. I'm. So I've had this now for what do you think? Like two months? You think? Two months? You've like had it that? longer than that, dude. You think? Yeah, you had it for at least three. Didn't you have it at the Iraq vet thingy? Oh uh, yeah, that was a while ago. That's right when I cut it. I cut it right before the IV eighty eight thing. That's been several months ago. Shit. Yeah, I'm. I'm not much. Not much longer for this world. You're not much longer for this world. This mustache. Oh, I mean, mustache. it's just. I don't like. The reason I've had a beard for 20 years, Marty, is not because I give a shit about what it looks like. Because I don't like shaving. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's why I haven't had. That's why I've had a beard for 20 years. I got this mustache. I'm like, fuck. Shaving's a lot of work. Man. Shave it and clean it up and make it look nice. Grooming is a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't enjoy any of it. Yeah, the heck with uh, that. Yeah, so I, the beard's coming back fairly soon. It looks like I may, I'm trying to stick it out till NRA just to mess with people. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm I'm going to go like this to NRA, and yeah. then I'm going to lose all this at Chat Show. Perfect. I have two different looks. I like it. Two different looks. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll do this for NRA, then I'll grow my beard back for shot. There you go. And I haven't cut my hair yet either. My hair is getting. When are you leaving for NRA? When? Yeah. What the day? second. Second. Okay. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, it's all good. I'm leaving on the first, but um, it's my birthday's on the first. Oh yeah. That's so right. we're going. Right. We're all going out to dinner or do something on Wednesday night. But I'm sure we'll do a bunch of things the whole time. So. I did uh, do some things to my internet service too so it should be doing a lot better i got a yeah, sounds good got a new modem and an extender and all kinds of nice stuff so you can get some good wi-fi signal out the pool out at the pool baby and i got speakers now too so you don't have to bring your speaker you got some speakers i did they're awesome look, oh. look dude they're like they're tiny about. nice and you can i can't see you nice it's pretty crazy hey um hey See if you're not sharing your screen, dude. Like, maybe you forgot to turn your video back on. No, it's, says it? It, it says it's doing it. Here, I'll turn it off. And now I'll turn it back on. There you are. You're back. Did it work? Yeah, now I can see it. Okay. It, it's it been on. Mine's been on the whole time. But here's the here's the speaker. Oh, yeah. I've seen ones like that. That's dope. And you can, um, you can like, sync this with the other one, and you can do stereo with them. That's mine are supposed to work like that. I could never get that shit to work though. Oh yeah, it works great. I've tried them out. All right, so it's the old jam box. Yeah, so it's like see the difference yeah, in the nice, size. Yeah, that's nice, dude. That's cool. 
Are they waterproof? Got two of them. Yeah, they're supposed to be. Hell yeah, cool. Take those uh, when we go rafting. Yeah, for sure. Perfect. All right, are we done? 